Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Do you want to be a winemaker? Well, Dave Zuckero from Tin Lizzie Wineworks joins us to talk about how he helps people just like you do that in Clarksville, Maryland. We'll taste some of the great wines made at Tin Lizzie, and then we're going to find out how you can get started making wine. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you very much. Laura. Now, great say your here. name right, because I, I <laughs> you know, I my Jersey Italian, it's not coming out right. Well... It's Zucchero. Zucchero. Okay. Uh, I was close. It's I was sugar getting in Italian. Which oh. Is perfect for a wine. Very sweet. Okay. And Tin Lizzie Wineworks is the name of your company, tinlizziewineworks.com. You're in Clarksville, Maryland. That's right. And this wine has been part of your life for many, many years. That's Central right. to your growing up. And that's unique, I guess, in this country because a lot of people really didn't even have wine until maybe they got into college or, or later in the working world. How, how did wine play such an important part in your life? Well, I think wine is, is an important part of, you know, we're an Italian-American family. You know, my grandfather made wine, my dad made wine, and I'm making wine now. So it's something that's passed down, you know, over the years. Uh, in fact, at the wine works, you can see my grandfather's wine press. It's about 80 years old. Oh, and nice. um, we have it on display sort of as a little tribute to uh, the family tradition of winemaking. Wow. Well, not only just growing up in a winemaking family, and I actually uh, had some folks on from the Highland Town right. wine mm-hmm. competition one year and, and got to taste some of their homemade wines. But you have really studied wine at UC Davis, University of California at Davis, which is our premier winemaking school in this country. You have a certificate in winemaking from them. So you not only learned at home, but you went out and got the formal training, if you will. That's correct. You know, winemaking is really a combination of art and science, I think. And that's what, that's what makes it so cool. I'm originally a microbiologist by training, um, going back years and years and years, and then uh, got the uh, winemaking certificate from Davis and sort of added on to my knowledge of, uh, of how that's to make great. wine. You went to the other school in Pennsylvania. I'm a Penn Stater. Uh-oh. But you went to that fancy one called University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> the one that confuses everyone, yeah. Perfect. No, no, I didn't go to the University of Pennsylvania. No? Indiana University oh, of Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. There's a lot of good partiers there. <laughs> now I really like you. Okay, now I know we're going to have fun. Okay, so you've won all kinds of awards for your wines, but now what you're doing at Tin Lizzie is enabling <laughs> enabling people to make their own wine, right? I've heard that, I've heard that before, yes. <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about how it works right. at Tin Lizzie. So what we're doing is we're... We've got um, a make-your-own-wine facility set up. Essentially, it's a winery uh, with all production-level equipment. But we actually bring people in and show them how to make their own wine, let them make their own wine, um, just get them, you know, peek behind the curtain of becoming a part of the winemaking process. So they get to crush the grapes, they get to press the wine, they get to rack the barrels and bottle and put their own custom labels on the wine when they're done. So they get involved in every step of the process. That's great. And at the end, you know, they've got beautiful bottles of wine with their own custom labels to to drink or share with their friends. Right, and it tends to be groups. You know, sometimes it's one person uh, or a couple, but many times you have groups of friends that go in together. That's right. We have, um, you know, we have everything from um, 
Our first group was a, a group of businesswomen uh, called the Girls Who Swirl. Yes. And they've been making wine Jody. with us every year for yep. the last six years. Uh, and they're great. They're, they have a fantastic time. And there's probably hundreds of them that over the course <laughs> of the year show up. And then we have just a guy, one guy or two, who wants to custom craft a, a barrel of wine. They have certain things in mind, certain blends that they want to do. So we accommodate them also. Great. Okay. Well, if you want to check it out, it's at Tin Lizzie Wineworks. But it's great talking about this, but I think we need to taste something. I'm getting oh, thirsty over Absolutely. here. <laughs> so you brought two wines that you've actually crafted. So tell me what we have. Uh, the, the white wine, we have a Chardonnay here. And I know people think, oh, homemade wine. It's just going to be, you know, just very simple, you know, not that impressive. But already what I've tasted, these are amazing wines. And you're getting grapes from some very prestigious vineyards in California. So tell me a little bit about the Chardonnay. Sure. Uh, the Chardonnay uh, that we've been doing, and um, it sort of goes a little bit against the, the current trends, but it's a it's a classic, big, rich, barrel-aged Chardonnay. Uh, a lot of people are, are objecting to the oak, but usually people who try this really love it. It's and delicious. it also undergoes a certain process called malolactic fermentation, which gives it that sort of creamy, big, creamy, buttery taste. Yes. That again, may not be in vogue right now, but we all love it. And the people making wine with us love it. Oh, we, there's still a huge fan base for this yeah. kind of wine. Yep. So and you the, said um, it was 10 months, a uh, combination of French and American barrel aging. And the malolactic is something, it sounds so geeky, but I know when I'm out, you know, doing seminars mm -hmm. or corporate events, the way I try to get people to envision this, and you know this, is malic acid is what you have in Granny Smith apples, which Correct. are my favorite, really tart, right? That's right? Acid. And then lactic acid, like in yogurt, very right. creamy and exactly. soft. So you're just taking those more tart, sour, harsher acids and softening them up via this process. Right. And it actually gives the wine... Sometimes a little bit of a butter smell and definitely that creamy texture, that creamy taste that's on the right. palate that's present. And then also you're getting that toastiness from your oak aging as Correct. well. You're getting the toastiness, maybe some vanilla flavors from the, uh, especially from the French oak. So as I left this morning, my wife said, you're not taking my Chardonnay with you, are you? <laughs> Just one bottle. Just so one bottle. Zuccaro Winery Chardonnay, this is a 2012. And the grapes come from where? Uh, the grapes for this vintage came from Susanna's Vineyard in Carneros, uh, California. Carneros is so great because of that cooler climate. Right. Um, it's just made for the Burgundy grapes, which are Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really a, a great example and made right here in Maryland. Made right here in Maryland. I love it. Okay. What What do you think something like this would, you know, you, you don't sell this. This is just made for personal consumption. But the quality of these grapes, the quality of what you have here, what's the value of the type of wine they're making? Um, so we like to say we have three different levels of wine that people can make. And it depends on where the grapes are that we source the grapes from. We have a premium level um, and we're sourcing grapes from uh, the Central Valley and Lodi. They make a you know, really lovely table wine. And and I think right now they're making it with us for about $11 a bottle, their own custom crafted labels and everything. And and we think that's probably equivalent to well, maybe a $12, $13 bottle of wine, not a big mm -hmm. discrepancy. And we have a super premium and these come from well-known vineyards in, in areas like uh, Amador, Paso Robles, maybe a little Sonoma, 
um, Sierra Foothills. Okay. Um, I've been to El Dorado yeah. area. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yep. And those wines, I think, we're making for maybe fifteen or sixteen dollars a bottle, and I'd say they're really equivalent to maybe a twenty or twenty-five dollar bottle of wine in the store. Our ultra premium end, and we're going to. And that's what we're tasting, right? Um, With this fall yes, into ultra premium. Actually, all four of these. Are oh, the good. Premium. I like you, you know my taste. We're going right for the top of the line. Uh, some of these <laughs> we source grapes from Stagecoach Vineyards. Uh, it's a really well-known vineyard that a lot of high-end wineries like Paul Hobbs have used um, to make their cabs. And we actually contract with them. We lease blocks of vineyard land. We organize the, the picking and the shipping to us. So it's all under our control and we know exactly what we're getting. Great. Those, those are ultra premiums. And I think we're making them for about 20 to $21 a bottle. And if you look, you know. That's a pretty good price. Any stagecoach uh, Cabernet is probably $100 a bottle. So wow. they're really big um, I guess, bang for your buck at the upper level. At sure. least I think so. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, Dave, and we're going to come back and we're going to taste your Pinot Noir. And then we are going to move on to that stagecoach cab that you mentioned and maybe even a little Syrah in there. We'll be right back with Dave Zuckero from <laughs> Tin Lizzie Wineworks on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're back with The Sipping Point and Z- Dave Zuckero. How's that for Italian? Actually, perfect. I love it. All right. From Tin Lizzie Wineworks, we're having fun tasting handcrafted wines made in Clarksville, Maryland at your facility. It's a place where anybody can be a winemaker. That's right. If they so choose. And they can decide what kind of wine and how they want to make it and how they want to blend it and age it and all of these things. We had your delicious Chardonnay before the break, but you have a Pinot Noir here. And I love Pinot Noir. Good. But it's hard to make a great one. It's one of those heartbreak grapes or whatever that they call. But it, this is very amazing pedigree behind it. Right. We, so tell uh, me a little bit about where you got these grapes from. Yeah, We have had requests to make Pinot Noir every year we've been in business. And every year I've steered people away from Pinot Noir for the very reasons you said. I really couldn't get grapes that I thought were good enough that people would be happy with. Um, in 2012, we managed to get a shipment of... Uh, Pinot Noir grapes from Beckstoffer Vineyards in um, Canaris, California. Wow. And these were phenomenal What did you have to do to get those? Uh, We got lucky. (laughs) Um, We haven't been able to get them since, uh, but we did get them that year. Oh, wow. I am not, I admit, um, a big Pinot fan. I love all wines. I love Pinot. Never been a big fan. However, this one, I think, has changed my mind. Yes. This really has some wonderful aromas. Um, and it's got some body Very to it. perfumed. Not, um, not too light. No. And, and it just came out so beautifully this year. So we were really excited about it. And um, and Paul Hobbs makes a lot of wines from grapes from the Beckstoffer Vineyard, and I'm a huge fan of his right. as well. How does this work? Like, how do you connect with these wineries to get the grapes? Um, so we have, there is a distribution in place, a distribution system in place for getting wine grapes from various regions. Um, at our premium and super premium level, we go through distributors. At our high end, we actually have a, have a contract with um, Stagecoach Vineyards uh, to bring in those grapes. We lease blocks of vineyard space so we're bringing in our own grapes and it's less than a week from the time the grapes are picked to the time we get them wow 
That's amazing. It's and incredible. you must have to take trips out there to visit your grapes. Not often enough, but yeah. Because I could help you if you're ever too busy to do this. I can set you up with that. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, that is really delicious. Now, also, before we got on air, you were telling me about a blind tasting that you did with this Pinot Noir. Just tell us real quickly about the results of that, because I thought that was very fascinating. Sure. Um, actually, one of our winemakers who, who made this wine with us um, sent me an email the other day and told me that he had a... Um, a dinner party with 18 very knowledgeable wine folks at, at the dinner. And in one course, he served blinded uh, our Pinot Noir and um, a Costa Brown Pinot Noir. Now, Amazing I producer. Had, yeah, I had to look it up, uh, but Costa Brown was the wine of the year in 2009. Uh, right, wine very spectator. pricey stuff. So apparently out of 19 guests, uh, or 18 guests, nine picked ours and nine picked the Costa Brown. I thought that was pretty good. That uh, is very impressed impressive. To okay. stand up to the wine of the year. I will be finishing that <laughs> after the show. Okay, <laughs> now another red that you are really excited about is this inky dark Syrah that we have here. Where are the grapes coming from for this one? These are also coming from Stagecoach Vineyards. Um, that's in Napa, not Napa Valley. It's actually up on the bench in Napa, about um, 1,600 feet above the valley. Uh, amazing little microclimate there. Uh, Stagecoach provides uh, grapes to a lot of high-end wineries. Um, this Syrah we've been making uh, since uh, 2005. This is a 2007, my favorite. It's an inky, dark, just full of fruit, ras yeah. dark berries, um, just just a wonderful wine. So love the Pinot, you know, with your lighter meats, um, even mushroom-based pastas or heartier pastas, but this is definitely, you want some meat with this. Absolutely. Grilled meats, right? Absolutely. Steak That's on the really grill. really good. Wow. And just to let you know, there's only about six bottles of this left in existence. So. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing with oh, us here welcome. at the Sipping Point. <laughs> so... Let's say I'm ready to start making wine, which I am. Good. I mean, I have to keep up with my consumption at home. <laughs> so what, what do I have to do? Is it too late? I mean, nope. when do you have to get into the process and how would it work if I signed up with you today? Right. How so does this work? We're starting up our, our next vintage, of course, in the fall when the grapes are harvested. So it's typically um, September, October timeframe, okay. depending on the harvest. Um, you sign up now. We talk to you about the kind of wine you want to make, uh, if you want to do a blend, what you're interested in, what your what your wine tastes are, and we try to try to recommend you know a certain wine for you to for you to make. You just pick the level of wine we talked about, um, the uh, amount you want to make, and we get you signed up. We get you scheduled, and you come out in um, in the fall. First step would be to crush. So okay. we crush the grapes. And we get fermentation going, and then the next week, you come back, press out the wine, put it into barrels. Barrels go in the barrel room. You come back in February to do a racking. That's the process where you pump the wine off the sediment or lees into a nice clean barrel, mm -hmm. uh, part of the clarification process. And then you come back again next August to put your to bottle, cork, capsule, and put your custom labels on and take the wine away. That. How do you get your custom labels? Um, so we do it two ways. One is we have an, an online label company that you can go and pick from one of 
several hundred backgrounds and put your information on it. Okay. But if you absolutely have to have the dog on it or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Critter wines. We got a we lot of dog them. wines. You've got to, you, what you do is you design your own label, send us the file, and then we have a printer that we send it to to print up the labels for Right. You. And like you said, I mean, when you go to the site, you lay out the levels and the amounts. Right. And, you know, it, it's a chunk of change when you work it down per bottle. Like you said, it's very affordable, but you can get friends to go in on it, you know, get a couple of couples and right. and do it together. And everybody can come out for the crush and the and these different processing days. Right. And, or you can split it up. Right. I mean, and every step turns out to be a party. <laughs> I mean, everybody's partying. I love that. At every step, they're sampling either grape juice or fermented wine or they're having a great time. And yeah, we've got a lot of groups, you know, get a couple of couples together and go in on a quarter barrel. Um, I wouldn't re ever recommend making less than a case of wine. Right. Um, I mean, that's a week good weekend do. in my house. Right. People do. And by the time you get to the end of the year, it's gone. <laughs> right. And they come back and tell me that. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I should have done more. Exactly. That's probably it. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. So what else do we need to know about winemaking at your place that we didn't discuss yet um well like i said what we do is bring you into the process where you yes. know, when you go to a winery you sort of see you know through some glass or maybe take a little tour through it but in this you're actually doing it hands-on you're getting the full experience and, and you're really learning how to make wine and that's really what what sets us apart from a from a typical winery have you had anybody go through your process and then end up starting a winery, like going for the real deal? We have a couple who has is learning to make wine with us, also volunteering all the time to help us. And they have bought 125 acres in Carroll County. They've mm. planted 10 so far. And yes, they are on their way to being, you know, one of Maryland's next wineries. Wow. So you've really inspired them to, to take it. Well, I like to think the so. The extreme way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really great. All right, Dave Zuckero. Very good. Tin Lizzie Wine Works. This has been really fun. The wines are all delicious. Thank you. There's also a stagecoach cab that you and I are going to have at the break. Absolutely. <laughs> but if you want to check them out, tinlizziewineworks.com. Go to the website, email him, call him. He'll fill you in, hook you up. And I think I'm going to try to get a little group together to, to make... Uh, some wine with the wine coach. Great. We're looking forward to it. I love it. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to be right back on The Sipping Point.